0: My entitled mother is demanding the house I'm living in that was given to me by my father who passed away. And despite walking out on my family 16 years ago, she's suddenly only coming into the picture so she can make a quick buck. And I honestly could not be more upset. Here's what happened. So a few years ago, my father passed away due to a sudden and short battle with cancer. My father and I have always been on good terms. He made a lot of mistakes along the way, but I do believe he believed his intentions were good. Just the impacts he made were definitely not. He had a learning disability, and while I hold many scars, I hold no resentment towards him for making mistakes. We had talked about it a few times, and he did show remorse for the effects he caused, and we ended up growing closer because of the open and loving communication. My mom, on the other hand, left us when I was 8 years old for a different man in her life. This man treated me terribly, as well as my siblings and my mom, and in turn, it made my mom's behavior towards us a lot worse, thus the frequency and intensity of incidents definitely increased as well I've lived with my father for my whole life except for maybe a 6 month period out of state where I stayed with a friend which was always intended as a temporary situation though I did plan to move into my own place when I came back things didn't pan out with the pandemic shortly into the pandemic my dad went to the hospital because he thought he had COVID but it turns out he had stage 4 cancer and they said there was nothing that they could do he had the option of some treatments but he declined them and he passed away shortly after he didn't have a will But it was always his intention, according to his family, that the house would be given to me. One of my siblings is a STEM major in college, and the other married into a wealthy family, and I'm the youngest. So his intentions were to ensure that each of his children were taken care of after his passing. I've taken care of the house for three years and some months now. I've handled every bill. I've even gotten a roommate who is now a loving member of my family, as well as a partner who has moved in and has been helping me renovate the house. We've been making a home for our family in the home my father wanted me to do so in. It makes me cry often at how much I wish he could see the progress on the house and how much progress I've tried to make personally in growth. Fast forward to last month, and my mom is asking me for the mortgage account details all of a sudden. I was already sketched out as to why she would be asking for that, given that she lives across the country and only calls me really to complain about her sister when she's drunk and to berate me for being a lesbian. I called her and I asked her why she wanted the info, and she asked actually said to me that it was to prepare for when she comes back to the state and refinances the home. I stood there with my jaw dropped and I didn't even know what to say. Three years of running this house that my dad left me, building a home for my family, and now my entitled mother was trying to say that the house is hers whenever she cares to come around and try and claim it. I've done some digging and it turns out when they got divorced, my dad removed her from the loan but never removed her from the deed. So once he passed, the county transferred ownership of the deed to her automatically, instead of into the estate like the rest of his assets. I know this is the standard procedure from what I can tell, but given the context of our family, she has no rightful claim to the house, I feel, only a legal loophole claim. My father was gravely emotionally wounded by my mother years ago, all because of the abuse that we endured, only for everything to come together with her cheating on him. He would not want her to have his home, but without a will and him gone, there's no one who can truly verify that, aside from getting statements from his family in civil court. I don't know why he never took her off the deed, whether it was a poor strategic decision, in case he passed before our adulthood, or if it was a lapse in his memory. I should also specify she has a home already, but specifically she wants this house. She and my dad bought the home in 2003 and she left in 2006 and has lived elsewhere ever since. She yelled at me saying she put so much work into this house with her trying to claim some kind of ownership over it, despite the fact that she's never been there. She lived there for three years, all while cheating on my father, and has been gone for 16 years, but still believes she has a rightful claim to the house. Obviously, I'm already in the process of getting legal help. However, I just need to vent about this. It's been making me lose sleep, it's giving me panic attacks, and it's making me emotionally unstable. I went the way of finding my own family, and being family-oriented in the context as a result of my childhood abuse. So I take it as a very a serious responsibility and the purpose of life to protect and care for my family and my abuser is now coming back to try and rip the home we've built up away from us. This house is the living image of my father. He worked countless hours in unimaginable labor to ensure this was our family home. I've always since becoming an adult had a large distance between me and my mother due to the things she's done and I maintain contact mostly as a fear of what she could do if I went no contact. But if she goes through with this, and tries to take this home. Whether she succeeds or not, I will never forgive her for trying to destroy my family's home. Again, maybe I'm the one being entitled here, and my drive to protect my family and myself from her is overpowering my ability to think rationally. It's so hard to get ten words into thinking about this without being overwhelmed, and I honestly don't know what to do. I think that we can all agree that the entitled mother in this story is an absolute piece of garbage. She cheated on her husband and was abusive to her family for several years, and then walks out on everybody's life for 16 years. I mean, how tragic is that? And now, out of nowhere, now that the dad has passed away, she wants to come in and claim this house, which is absolutely so low. I really feel so terrible for the original poster in this story. They've obviously found their own family, and they have worked hard to build up the house that they were given. And honestly, in your legal pursuit, I really hope you come out on top, because you've clearly shown that you care for this house, and that this lady literally only came in to probably just make a quick buck and then leave once again. Like she has no interest in this home or anything like it. But you on the other hand absolutely do have an interest in this home. You want to build this up and keep your father's memory alive. And I honestly don't blame you for that. So hopefully all of this works out in your favor. Because from the sounds of it, your entitled mother really does suck. And she absolutely, in my opinion, does not deserve this house. My ex-wife, after leaving me for three years, wants to come back into my life and help raise the three kids that she walked out on all of a sudden out of nowhere. And I honestly don't know what to do. So for a bit of background, I'm a 40 year old male and I met my ex-wife who's 39 in college when I was 19. We dated for 8 years, engaged for 2 and were married for 8. Before marriage we had both agreed for not wanting any biological children or children really in general. After we got married we were still in agreement that children were not in our future plans. I even had a vasectomy to make sure that didn't happen. We were adamant on not having children. We wanted to live together, just the two of us. Everyone on both sides of our family knew of our decision and though some of them insisted, later they didn't care as much anymore. So for eight years, we were happy. Well, as happy as a married couple can be. Our communication was great. I mean, I believe that she was my soulmate. We were together a total of 18 years. I knew her like the back of my hand. I loved her with all my heart and soul. Then comes 2019. My sister and her husband unfortunately passed away in an accident, leaving behind three young children, aged 7, 5, and 10 months. It came down to a situation of who would take care of these kids. My brother-in-law had two sisters, but they had multiple kids of their own, so it didn't seem feasible. As for his parents, unfortunately, they were already deceased. That left my side of the family. My parents could have taken the children, but they are on the older spectrum and well beyond their child-caring days, so that left me the only sibling. And of course, the other option was foster care. And you have to understand that there was no way in the world I was going to let that happen. So I took the kids. Now, their parents had been responsible financially, so taking the kids isn't much of a financial burden. Their college funds have been somewhat taken care of. So really, I just need to focus on their upbringing and providing for them. Before taking the kids, I spoke with the wife. I laid out the options and why they weren't feasible and why I needed to take them in. My wife agreed that foster care wasn't an option when I was in a position to take care of them myself. However, she also said that she couldn't stay married to me once I took these kids in. This came as a shock and a surprise. There is a reason why my ex-wife doesn't want children. However, I don't feel that it's my place to divulge that information, so I won't. But to say the least, I understood and I accepted. But given the situation, I was hoping that she would at least understand. I even suggested therapy to get over this hurdle, but she declined. She said that she had therapy in the past growing up, and that is actually how she reached the conclusion that she doesn't want kids. So therapy was off the table. My wife left, and we ultimately got a divorce. We parted on amicable terms. The kids came to stay with me and have stayed with me for the past three years. In those years, I had to put my heart back together again. I had to be a father. Things weren't easy, but we're in a good place now. Fast forward to 2022, and my ex-wife invited me out for coffee and asked if we might try again. Once again, I was in complete shock, and I could not believe what I was hearing. When we finally did meet up, I asked her, what changed? Why now suddenly, after all this time, she explained that she regretted the divorce, and she has regretted it for the past three years. She even went to therapy like I suggested, and she now wants to try and make this work again. Now, due to my profession and my new role as a father, I didn't have time to meet anyone. Honestly, I just couldn't. I wasn't ready to move on, but I was stunned and hurt, and the resentment from the past three years just came at me all at once. I wanted to laugh, to cry, to scream, but I just sat there. In truth, I can't say she completely abandoned me in the past three years. She would call every odd month, short conversations just to ask how I was doing, as well as how the kids were doing. She even bought them Christmas presents, and would sometimes talk to them on the phone. Just shorter conversations, basically encouraging them not to give me too much trouble, and that they should be good kids. The kid are familiar with her, but she hasn't exactly been a constant in their life. With her coming back and asking for another go, I don't know what to do. Do I still love her? Yes, absolutely. I'm still angry with her for leaving, and I still don't know if I want her in mine and the kids' lives. She's amazing, the best human I've ever met, but she hurt me deeply. She left when I wish she would hold on just a little tighter. I want her back, but is it the right thing to do? I'm a father now. I can't just think about myself. Do we just start over by getting back into dating? I mean, she might not like this new version of me. I have changed. I'm different now. I'm a father and my priority is my niece and nephews. I'm so confused. I haven't been sleeping well. I wish that she wasn't such a decent human being so I could at least hate her. I wish we didn't divorce so amicably so that this could at least be an easier decision. I just wish she went to therapy sooner and that she had not left in the first place. What should I do? This is a messy situation because literally she walked out on you in one of the most distinctly impactful moments of anybody's lives. Like these three kids were on the verge of going into foster care. And this guy was just doing the right thing to try and bring him in and say, hey, let's try and figure this out. And instead of being an adult and jumping on board, she just ditches him and says, "Okay, I got to go. I mean, personally, that's just insulting. And now after three years and you're finally settled into this role of being a dad, she suddenly wants to come back into your life. Life and start dating and be involved again. I mean, what happened to her hating kids and not wanting kids at all? It's just incredibly unfair to you, as well as those three kids, who very easily could have had a female figure in their life that they could at least call mom, but this lady decided she didn't want any part of that. But it's also especially tricky because you know her and you do love her, and you guys separated on good terms. It's not like you left and one of you hated the other person. These three kids need stability in their life. And unless she's willing to step up to the plate and be involved in these three kids' lives, I would personally be very uncomfortable with bringing her into the mix. My long distance boyfriend lied to me for a year and a half about his living situation and now I think I'm losing feelings for him. I met my boyfriend through similar interests online. We have been together for long distance over a year and a half. A month ago, I moved halfway across the world to be with him. I was so sure about it. I left my friends and my family back home. All of them. And it honestly seemed like the timing was great. When we first Started talking, he seemed like a perfect friend. And down the road, we developed feelings for one another. We spent hours and hours together every day on video calls. We met in person and spent two weeks together. I have always been super honest and open with him because I have been hurt so badly in the past. I told him all about it and how my greatest value lies in exactly that being open and honest, as well as communicating and not playing mind games, not reading between the lines or anything like that. That was my main thing. Thing I was looking for and I was very clear about it always and I have always given him just that. The first week after I moved here was pretty terrible. It was stressful and sad and I felt strangely horrible like I sensed that something wasn't right. So after a week we visited his parents and I found out he has been lying about living alone for the entire time I've known him and made up so many stories just to keep it a secret. He told me he lived in an apartment was paying rent and had some roommates But he made all of them up. He made up one in particular. Told me about his nationality and how annoying he was. He lied about visiting his parents every once in a while. He made up that they lived just about 15 minutes away from him. He always muted the call whenever one of his roommates wanted to talk to him. He didn't even tell me about how his parents wanted him to be with someone else. And so on and so on. So many little lies over a year and a half just to hide the fact that he was actually living at home with his parents. And the worst thing is, is that he didn't tell me about it, and I don't think he would if I didn't recognize his parents' place on my own. In fact, during our long-distance relationship, he never wanted to show me the apartment he lived in because he was so embarrassed that his roommates might see him. He told me how he was embarrassed, and even his friends didn't know about it. But now, I found out all of his friends knew, and I was the only one he lied to, so that was another lie right there. So now, I'm questioning everything I have ever known about him him because if he kept this a secret and lied about it since the beginning I don't know if there's anything else he might have lied about as well the crazy thing is I wouldn't even care about him living at home in the first place it's the lying that got to me so badly I'm confused and I'm hurt it feels like he trapped me here in a way pretended to be an open book about everything so I would finally get here it feels like I've lost the version of myself that loved him he still is a great friend but I can't feel anything more than that I feel distant and Cold towards him. He was the only familiar thing in this new country. But now, even he doesn't feel familiar anymore. Am I the bad person for slowly losing feelings and trust in him? Because that's how I'm starting to feel. And I feel so guilty because of that. But I just can't force feelings no matter how much I want to. Is this year and a half long lie a big thing for me to be concerned about? Am I crazy for losing feelings? And please be understanding. I have punished myself enough for being too naive and for going to this too soon. Soon and not with enough caution. What should I do? It took me to the end of that story to realize that she moved countries for this guy, just to find out the hard way that he has been completely lying to her. And this isn't some small lie. He quite literally made people up that he lived with just to cover up the fact that he lives with his parents. Which, by the way, fun fact, that's not that unusual, and it's not that big of a deal. There are lots of people who are in their 20s that live with their parents. And as long as you're doing your part in providing for yourself and paying bills and stuff like that, I really don't see any problem with that. So when it comes to this guy, and the fact that he lied for so long about this situation he's in, is really a big red flag in my opinion. And I think the original poster already knows this, but moving to another country for some guy, just to be with them after only a year and a half, is such a crazy thing to do all of a sudden. I mean, they said it themselves, but I really have to say that they really should have thought through this a little bit better. But with that in mind, you are not a bad person for this situation. Your boyfriend lied to you, and I can completely understand where you're coming from where you feel like he kind of tricked you into this situation. So hopefully it's easy enough to get back home if that's what you decide to do because having your boyfriend lied to you for over a year and a half is not something I would take lightly because that's a huge breach of my trust and I personally would really be reconsidering all of my circumstances if I was in your shoes. Today I messed up by getting assigned in a group project with a class member who is constantly sending me memes and now my professor has some questions and I'm not sure What to do. So basically, I am in a business class, and our midterm group project had randomly assigned groups. This is important for context because of the garbage that happened to me because of that. So I was assigned to a fellow classmate by the name of James. That's not his real name. I've never talked to James and basically knew nothing about him. Everything was going fine with our project, and he surprisingly is pretty good at getting stuff done. But basically, we met in the library after class to finish up our project last Tuesday. He started. Started talking about random stuff that I frankly do not care about. Stuff like politics, religion, the NFL. One of these things was about how our professor was someone who we couldn't trust. And I should have known some garbage was about to come up when he sent me a picture of Pepe the Frog, a popular meme. I was so confused, but basically, he went into this story about how our professor and this girl in the front row might be spending some quality time together or something along those lines. His reasoning was because she answers a lot of his questions in class and according to him she seems like the type that would do that which is honestly ridiculous. I think and I want to believe that he was kind of joking but I really don't think that what he was saying was okay. Anyways after that conversation I just brushed off this crazy dude's comments and just finished up with my work. I go to our class on Thursday and this kid keeps sending me memes all class. I had our group DMs open on my laptop and I'm 100% sure this professor saw one of the memes basically one of these memes popped up on my computer screen in the middle of class and I'm pretty sure I just ruined my reputation and the meme basically described how the professor was going to fail everybody except for the girl that he was supposedly spending quality time with which again is completely ridiculous and worst of all I know for a fact the professor saw it because this professor sent me an email after class saying he wants to meet me in his office to discuss some of the messages that he saw on my laptop when he passed by me, and one of those messages was one of the memes that basically made fun of him. And at this point, I'm freaking out, because I don't know what I'm going to say to my professor. I'm also worried because this is worth 35% of our grade, and it would really suck if all of that hard work we're putting into this assignment gets taken away from me by some edgy troll that I'm being forced to team up with for this project. I'm pretty sure I'm just gonna rat this moron out, so I can hopefully be fine and preserve my grade. But this is why I honestly do not like group projects and I just hope that I don't fail this one. This situation absolutely sucks because your group project member is basically some edgelord who really needs to get off 4chan once in a while. I'll spare you the details but the one meme that this guy sent about this professor is pretty unkind and it definitely has some negative stereotypes associated with it and that's all I'll say about that. So in my opinion, I think self-preservation really should be your main goal. So I completely agree with your approach. I don't think there's anything wrong with spilling the beans to your professor and say, hey, my class member is sending me really weird messages and this is stuff that he just so happened to send to me. And you can prove it with receipts and everything associated with when and how he sent it. I think just remember going into this meeting that you did not do anything wrong. You did not consent to have these weird messages sent your way. And I think that if you just explain yourself to your professor, you can hopefully come out of this without your grade being affected by this weirdo. So hopefully this can work out for you. Because group projects in and of themselves suck enough as it is. And it would really be terrible To have one of your group members drag you down and ruin your grade. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.